welcome to another episode of Off Point at Marlon. I'm Marlon White and today I'm going to be telling a story time about when somebody pulled a knife on me and my friends. So to tell this story I'm going to break up into three parts. So this story takes place in 2012 at Kiel University. So for the sake of the story I'm going to change a few names around. So I lived with my housemates, two of my housemates for about three years. So I'm going to say one of their name was, for the sake of the story, Phil, and one of their name was Sam. So in our third year, we lived in this, um, in halls with these medics. And for the sake of the story, let's say one of them, their name was Bob. So yeah, we used to all go out at the, at the, in halls together, all of us. So we all used to go out on nights out and everything was fine and we all lived in harmony. So my friend Phil... Um, it used to be like the girls used to like Phil a lot. So there was this girl in our block, called for the sake of the story, let's say her name was Sharon. Sharon liked Phil, which was fine, but Phil didn't really like her. He liked this other girl. So Sharon was always like lusting after Phil, but the problem was that our housemate Bob liked Sharon, right? So. Because of that reason, um, Bob didn't like Phil. He just hated him for that reason. And, um, yeah, it's not, it's not, never right to hate somebody over just because a girl doesn't like you. But anyway, yeah, so he didn't like Phil. So that was part of it. So randomly one night, they, he gets a bit drunk and tries to fight Phil. We break it up. Nothing happens of it. Months later, nothing happens. So but that's one section of the story. So that sets, sets the scene um for the build-up between the dislike between Bob and Phil, it's just a lot of animosity building up over months because they just they just don't like each other, right? So, but nothing happens for a long while. So, months later, moving on late two months later, we have a bunch of Chinese students that moved into our building, right? So, if anybody like if you have anybody that studied with Chinese um, students. Um, they're very focused on their work and they kind of really dedicated spend a lot of time studying because it means education means a lot to them so we had a bunch of Chinese students that um, lived with us but um, the way we operated we used to go out every like four or five times a night not a night a week four times we used to go out four to five times a week and um yeah, we're always partying, coming back in the middle of the night, like being loud, drinking, loud music, whatnot. Not, um, we definitely wasn't model students. So, yeah, we used to do that. So they used to see us and they're like, oh, you guys are always partying. Uh, how do you have time? How do you have time to, to do any work? How are you guys always partying? So um, my, I live right next door to a Chinese student. So he says to me one day, like oh yeah, so uh, I want to come out with you guys. You guys look like you have a lot of fun, and I wanna I wanna come out with you guys. So um, I'll, as soon as um I get, get through these exams, I'm out with you guys. So he pretty much says. So I'm like yeah, sure, come out. Yeah, we all, everybody's welcome to come out with us. So that's how we are. We always uh, accommodate and always bring everybody in. So months later, the exams pass, and then he calls me. He, um, he comes up to me one day. I saw I see him, and he this guy comes up to me, this Chinese student, and goes. Oh yeah, exams are over. Like, well, are you guys ready? Well, we want to come out with you guys. So I'm like, yeah, sure. So like, I give him my phone number, and he calls me on a random Sunday, and he's like, oh, you guys going out tonight? Like, I'm, I'm going to buy some alcohol. You guys out tonight? 
I'm like, nah, nah, we don't really go out on a Sunday, like, unless it's a bank holiday, we don't really go out on a Sunday. So I said, um, we probably, um, like, my, we go out Monday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, sometimes Saturday. So he's like, okay, I, I'll message you tomorrow. So tomorrow comes, and I didn't really want to go out, actually, on Monday, because I'm kind of low, because I'm a student, I've low money and everything. So I didn't really want to go out. So, but anyway, I'm like, he bought a bunch of alcohol and everything, yeah, like Jack Daniels, I, I love whiskey, and he had a bunch of beers and everything, and, I, and I'm like, I was like, I don't really want to go out, but he's gone through all the hassle of getting everything set up, so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll come out with you guys. So, um, yeah, so, like, got the whole block, the whole um, calls involved, and they had all the Chinese students, probably about eight of them, so all like, it was nice, they had Chinese tea, all drinking and everything, having a good time. So, yeah, we, we drink, we pre-drink. And then we go to the student union now to go out. So, like, the way I used to operate in um, student union, as soon as I get there, I just kind of abandon everybody. I just, like, go off because, like, the aim was just to try to get as many girls as you can or whatnot. So I just, I just used to go off and try, try to do my thing. So anyway, to make a long story short, the, the night goes by. I, I come home now. I kind of forgot, completely forgot that I went out with these Chinese students. Completely forgot kind of slip my mind, kind of do my usual routine, go out, and then I kind of meet up back up with my friends towards the end of the night, so get some takeaways and whatnot, so we go home, go back to the the halls, and we used to always hang out in the kitchen, like, eating our takeaways, so yeah, we get back to the kitchen, just eating, and then I completely forgot about them, the Chinese students, so there used to be these, um, like students that um you get free accommodation if you agree to be a, like a resident tutor so that means anytime there's a noise complaint you uh, you get called and you have to go and deal with that situation a bit of it, it saves a lot of money but it's a bit of a pain in the neck for them and they're very grumpy people sometimes because they still have to come out at three four in the morning so anyway and they used to wear these like blue hoodies so you know who they are so anyway one so we're chilling in the in the kitchen and then uh, I see the resident tutor carrying this Chinese student back. So we're like, oh, sh- oh shit, like, I forgot about him. I wonder if he's okay. So we kind of like, he was on, like, we was on the ground floor. He was on the second floor. So the the resident, t- resident tutor kind of was taking him to his room because he was like, so we asked him, we asked him what happened. And he's like, oh, he, well, he got, got really drunk and went to some random person's room and threw up in their room. And um, we're like, oh shit. So we're seeing if he's okay. So now this connects into the um, part one of the story. So now Bob lived on the same floor as this Chinese student. So Bob comes out of his room and he's like, get the hell off my floor. You guys are making too much noise. Get out of here. And to give a bit of background, Bob, Bob's friends all live on my floor, the first floor. And he's always on my floor making a bunch of racket, making a bunch of mess. So he's always there doing stuff. So... So that you can understand my neck mind in response to him telling me to go up the floor. So my response to him it was fuck off. Fuck off. So he, he goes over to, so he walks over so Bob like walks over to my friend Sam now and he's like, Oh, get off my floor. You're making too much noise, blah blah blah. Sam's like, fuck off. As like I added. But apparently he was scared of me and Sam because like we were like big guys. So he's like, so he so he goes over to Phil, who he dislikes because of the previous situation that I mentioned, and Phil's like, "Fuck off." Then he's like, "What?" Grabs Phil by the throat because he already hates the guy. 
So he just needed an excuse. So he grabbed Phil by the throat. And we're like, what? So we like grabbed it. We grabbed we grabbed Bob and like hold him back. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Calm down, calm down. Just hold him back. It's like four of us holding back. It's like, yeah, calm down, calm down. It's not a big deal. So he's like, Bob's like, I'm calm. It's okay, it's okay. Okay, let me go, let me go. So we're like, okay, let him go. He just like, out of nowhere, just runs into his room, starts throwing, pulling things out, throwing things around in his room, pulling, he pulls out his top drawer, everything goes flying. And then he comes out the room now with a fucking knife, puts it to Phil. He said, he's like, I told you to fuck off, get the fuck off my floor. He's like holding his knife. But like, the way he was holding his knife, he was like shaky. He was like, his hands were like, his hands were like, like that. He was like, Get, get that, that shaking and I was like honestly this was like um a situation that I never expect to happen outside of London because I grew up in London where knife crime is quite high and this type of stuff happens like every day and that type of thing people carried knives when I went to school so it's not that sad type of situation it's not that uncommon but um yeah I wasn't really scared of I wasn't really scared in that situation so he was like that holding the knife so I just like I was just like, now nah, fuck this. So I don't know if it was the alcohol in me or like me just I don't know if I'm not I wouldn't say uh, I, don't, I wasn't trying to be brave or anything like that. So I just grabbed his hand. And I'm like put the, it made me mad to be honest. I was really mad. So I just grabbed him. I'm like put the fucking knife down. So I grab him and then everybody else like when this whole situation kicked off. So to back to um backtrack a little bit. It was it was like four me um three of my other friends on the floor, and that um also on the floor it was a bunch of other girls there as well. So it was about four other girls, and um there's one other guy he was there as well. So when this situation kicked off, with a knife coming out, everybody including including the resident tutor, ran out the room, literally ran out the room, and it was only me and three of my other friends stayed um still in the room. So the three, all the girls and this other guy ran out. And the, the funny thing, that guy was hiding behind all the girls. It's just like, yeah, so everybody ran out. And the Chinese student that the resident tutor brought back, like, collapsed on the floor, like, because <laughs> he was, like, half, was half conscious anyway. So he just, clapped, he just collapsed on the floor. And then, yeah, so to go back to the main point now. Yeah, so he has the knife on, on us. And I grabbed him. And then my friend Sam sees that, so he grabs him. He grabs his other hand. And then Phil comes in through the middle and we just and he charges him to the floor. So we were like all three of us are on the floor. So I'm holding his hand with the knife. Sam's holding his other arm, stopping him from moving, and then like Phil's like on top of him. And then my other friend was there as well. He, he didn't get involved in the physical part, but he was there. So he he kind of run, comes over, picks up the knife out of um, Bob's hand and like takes it away. So now we got like Bob down on the floor. Like I've got like my foot on his head. I'm like holding him down. So in the meantime, while this is happening, the resident tutor calls security. So um, I take the knife. I get the, I get the knife off of my friend now and I take it and they know like, I take it to the kitchen and they have like those, those towels that can be removed. So I kind of moved one of the towels and put the knife up there. 
So that that Bob's there. And then um security comes now. Security comes and they're like they come over and obviously it's a criminal act, so the security have no choice but to call the police. They call the police and then um the police come and they're like, Yeah, where's the knife? So the police come, they arrest Bob. Bob's a, like a second year medic and everything. So they come and arrest Bob and then their police are like, where's the knife? And I didn't really want to give them the knife. So I was just like, at first, I was like, don't know where the knife is. Because um, the way I kind of grew up, like living in London, it's like you don't, you don't snitch, you don't grass, you don't like tell. So like me like, that like, cooperating with the police is not something that, that that's like I wanted to do. So anyway, I remember like, so I'm thinking, so they're like, where's the knife? So I'm thinking, oh damn, my, my fingerprints are on this knife. So like, if they do find it later, I'm fucked. So I'm just like, you know what, the knife, the knife is in the ceiling. So, I, so I, t- I give them the knife. They take it. Bob's arrested and everything. So um, yeah, Bob. They um, Bob spends the night, the night in jail, and then um, I think he got reported to the university. So Bob gets bailed the next day. Has to come in, collect all of his stuff, and leave immediately. So, um, and he gets like kicked out. He gets kicked off the medical course because um, apparently before he did some madness before the year before, like through a police, uh, a TV, a police officer. So he was already on his final warning. So, yeah, he gets kicked out of university. So it was a weird thing because I was expecting um the police to like come in try to do interviews and everything. So they didn't. They didn't like. It was really quiet. But I was kind of telling my friends, like, yeah, don't, like, tell, don't give a statement or anything, like, because the way I saw it as well, be, be, beyond the um, not snitching element or not grassing, I always thought, I, I thought it's like, I didn't want to, like, ruin somebody's life, essentially over, like, a drunken mistake or him being an idiot. I, I don't think, I think sometimes people, I, I don't, I don't think, like, the legal system's there to help re- rehabilitate people. And, um, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I didn't really want to, like, I didn't really want to put somebody in that situation. Although he put himself in that situation by putting a knife on us. But I didn't want to, like, like, essentially ruin somebody's life. So that's part of the reason as well. So that kind of, I was kind of talking to telling, telling my friends, yeah, don't, like, make a statement. So, like, my friend Sam was more like, yeah, I do whatever Phil does. And Phil's, like, Phil comes from, like, a law background. His family's lawyers. And Phil's, like... He's pissed off. He's like, oh, see, somebody pulled a knife on him. He's like, no, nah, I'm telling, I'm telling, I'm telling. So I think, I think he made a statement. So um, it's weird. It's weird how they handled this whole case because um, I think if this happened in London, it would have been handled a lot different. But this happened in um Staffordshire, Stoke and Trent. So maybe like knife crimes are not a big issue up there. But um, yeah, it's like they came like two months later for a statement. It's weird. So um, two months later, I was going through. I was doing exam prep, so I was studying in the library and whatnot. And then um, so I start. I got start getting phone calls from the police, and I'm like, I'm, I'm dodging their phone calls. I'm just like, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna make no statement. So they got to my friend Sam first, and Sam like didn't make. He um he refused to give a statement. He just like, yeah, I'm not telling. Pretty much, I'm not gonna give a statement. So then they're like trying to come to me now. They contacted me, contacted me. 
So um, just randomly, I used to spend most of my time in the library because if you when you if you know about university and you said you you have you have a lot of work to do. So yeah, I was in the library. I was in the library. Came home just to get like a book. And then I see the police like kind of come in, and I think they went to talk to Sam. So I'm in my room because I was staying long. I didn't even lock my door. So they spoke to Sam, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna, we're gonna go speak to Marlon now." So they're like, "Oh, they knew exactly what room I was in." So they came over and they like knocked on my door, and I'm like, st- "I'm standing there, I'm standing there." I'm like, "Shit, my door's not even locked. Please don't open the door. Please don't turn the handle." So I'm just standing there. And they're like knocking, knocking. And then he's like, oh, my friend Sam kind of saved me. He goes, oh, I think he's gone to the library. And then the police go, oh, we try him again later. So they leave. And then like Sam just opens the door. And he's like, yeah, I saved you. Because <laughs> he knew I was in there. But um, yeah, it was a crazy it was a crazy thing. So um, moving on. So because nobody made a statement against Bob, um, the charges got essentially dropped. And um. He got kicked off the medical course because that was his like final warning. But he, I think he went back and did like a some next degree. So yeah, it worked out. Probably worked out for him in the end. But like, yeah, it was crazy. And um, I say the lesson to kind of take away from this whole thing is that um, be careful when you drink. Like, don't be like, be careful when you drink, and be careful like what you do. Like, because I think like. He had a he had a problem like controlling his um temper when he drinks. In the daytime, he's a re- really quiet person, but I think like a lot of people have a lot of problems controlling their temper when they drink. And think like just because you're like intoxicated doesn't mean you can't be held accountable for things you do, and you can like ruin your life on a night out. So yeah, just be careful what you do, and just don't let your the jealousy and envy overcome you, and just yeah. So yeah, that was another episode of Off Point at Marlon. Hope you enjoyed.